Grace be to you and peace from God the Father and our Lord and our Savior Jesus the Christ. A late change to our sermon theme and text, so disregard what it says in the bulletin and pay attention to what it says up there as we meditate this morning on our gospel lesson from John chapter 21 under the theme Faith Over Fear. You may be seated. In Jesus' name, dear Christian friends, the ever-quotable Yogi Berra once famously said, it's like deja vu all over again. Deja vu, of course, is that feeling that you're ex- even though you're experiencing something for the first time, it feels like you've been through it before. And I wonder if the disciples didn't experience a little bit of deja vu during the events described in today's gospel. Because the events in today's gospel are very much like the great catch of fish that they experienced when Jesus first called the disciples to follow him. (coughs) St. Luke tells us about that earlier catch of fish. Jesus was becoming very popular and he was teaching near the shores of the Sea of Galilee. One day, in order for that crowd to be able to hear him better, He got into Simon's fishing boat and had Simon take him out a little bit onto the water away from the shore. When he finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. And Simon answered him, Master, we have toiled all night and caught nothing. But at your word, I will let down the nets. And when they had done this, Luke tells us, they enclosed a large number of fish. Pretty reminiscent of today's gospel, isn't it? Toiling all night, taking nothing. Jesus instructs them to try again. Just like that, a miraculous catch. And although many of these details of these two events are similar, there are also a few differences. In the first great catch, the nets began to break. They were so full of fish. This time, though, the nets held. In the first catch, the fishermen signaled for their partners to bring a second boat for help. In the second catch, they were close enough to shore that they decided, well, we'll just drag it along behind until we get there. The really important difference, though, is the reaction of Peter. Recall how in the earlier experience that Luke tells us about, Peter reacted with fear. Having witnessed this miraculous occasion, he fell down at Jesus' knees saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man. Now, however, he responds by getting to Jesus as quickly as he possibly can. It's almost comical, in fact, the thought of this grown man jumping overboard and swimming to shore just to be with Jesus. It's exactly what he does. 
He's not about to wait for that boat dragging this net full of fish to get in. And what is it that makes the difference between then and now? Why does that early encounter with Jesus produce such terror? And why does the encounter in today's gospel produce such enthusiasm? Well, a lot has happened in the time since that first encounter. Then, Peter didn't know Jesus very well. Jesus was this popular rabbi, heard some of what he had said. John the Baptist had pointed Jesus out as the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. He was a celebrity of sorts. Peter knew about Jesus, but didn't really know him personally. Not yet, anyway. But by the time we get to the events in today's gospel, Peter has been with Jesus for three years, following him where he goes. He'd heard his teaching, witnessed various kinds of healings, exorcisms, even raising of the dead. And most recently, of course, Peter himself had seen Jesus himself rise from the dead. He had come to know Jesus as the true Son of God and his Savior from sin, death, and the power of the devil. Oh, there was still much for Peter to learn, but he was no longer afraid of Jesus. There are a lot of people in the world who are afraid of Jesus always have been and there always will be that fear actually began long ago in the garden of eden adam and eve heard the sound of the lord god walking in the garden in the cool of the day and the man and his wife did what hid themselves from the presence of the lord among the trees ever since the fall into sin the holiness of a just god has been terrifying to humans who understand that they are sinful beings. Peter knew it. Isaiah knew it. Adam and Eve knew it. God's holy presence only highlights our failure, and so we're terrified. Sin is a little bit like a double-edged sword. It cuts you coming and going. The devil loves to tempt us with all kinds of lies. No one will find out about it. Ah, everybody does it. You'll never get caught. Oh, come on, it'll be fun. It'll make you more attractive or richer or more powerful or more popular or... The list goes on and on. And then, after we succumb to the temptation, just like that, the devil stops being the tempter and becomes the accuser. Uh-oh! Look what you did. You're in trouble. God's going to get you for that. The devil has the equivalent of a 10th degree black belt in guilt. And he wants nothing more than for us to believe that God has nothing for us but punishment. 
Just take some time to examine the false religions that flow from the human imagination. Every one of them assumes that you feel guilty and want to do whatever it takes to make things right. Over the centuries, human beings have sacrificed their time, their work, their health, their wealth, animals, other people, even their own children, in order to please whatever God it was they worship. Is it any wonder that counselors of all kinds report that guilt is at or near the top of the list of most of their patients' problems. So it's not surprising that the first reaction to God is fear. Here is the Almighty God who is holy and just. His justice shines the full light of His law on us and reveals the utter depravity of our nature. We would be lost forever in this fear if God didn't do something that the natural human would never expect. God, the Holy Spirit, must enlighten with his gospel. The natural man doesn't even have the capacity to perceive the gospel. As the Apostle Paul wrote, the natural person does not accept the things of the Spirit of God, for they are folly to him. And he is not able to understand them because they are spiritually discerned. This is the reason that God must bring the gospel to us. That gospel teaches us that God did not send his son into the world in order to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. Jesus himself said, the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. The gospel teaches that God does not come to punish, but to save. The first time that Jesus blessed Peter with a miraculous catch of fish, Peter didn't yet understand that Jesus is that God in the flesh who comes to save all Peter realized was that he was a sinner in the presence of the divine. All Peter could think was that he deserved punishment for his sins. But in the gospel that we just heard, Peter understood that Jesus had died for him and had risen from the dead that because Jesus had died for him, his sins were forgiven. And that because Jesus had risen from the dead, to him, to Peter, had been opened the gate of everlasting life. The Holy Spirit enlightened Peter by that gospel. The Holy Spirit gave him the faith that believes in Jesus as the Savior from sin. And on account of that faith, Peter wanted nothing more than to be with Jesus. That gospel isn't just for Peter. It is for you. Jesus 
lived his sinless life also for you. Dying on the cross, he took the punishment also for your sin. Rising from the dead, he has opened also to you the way to everlasting life. And so, where do we want to be? No longer cowering fear among the trees of the garden or hiding behind whatever mask we may try to put up. But we want to be, rather, where Jesus is. To receive his word and his forgiveness once again. Our sinful nature wants us to be like the Peter the first time Jesus stepped onto the boat. Our sinful nature wants us only to see God as the judge who condemns our sins. Our sinful nature wants to keep us afraid. But God the Holy Spirit has enlightened us with his gifts and given us faith. The same faith of Peter the faith that receives the gifts that Jesus has earned. Faith that looks to Jesus for forgiveness instead of judgment. We have no need to be afraid. Instead, Jesus comes to us with his gifts and makes us want to be with him. Amen. The peace of God that passes all understanding, guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus.